0: Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up. Just a minute. Hello everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. This is gonna be a good episode. I'm continuing my Spooner series that's gonna have so so many episodes associated with it. But I'm shifting gears very slightly and then I'm introducing a essay on natural law to people which i think is important to understand i'm not going to just do no treason all in one shot i'm going to mix in i've decided four different essays into this series and present them sort of overlapping as i go and i hope this one's enjoyable to people it's an essential piece for people who don't know me i'm a lawyer i've practiced for more than 30 years i'm america's most trusted and beloved lawyer because i tell them the truth about the way the law is constructed and that it's just a complete and utter scam to control you and i tell people the truth and it makes their head explode because they love the constitution so much but that's just the way it goes and a lot of people it pisses them off i don't care about that i just don't care and i'm a self-certified master practitioner i gave myself that award almost 20 years ago and i really earned it and this show runs longer than a regular show like most in this series so let's go ahead and get the thing going so I'm gonna do a show today another in the Spooner series but I'm going to start a different book because I think it helps to have a little broader exposure to several of his works as I go through it, because the concepts are all interrelated and a lot of people don't really understand what natural law is and why it is that government sucks so bad and we don't need them. And they're, they're really just pieces of crap the way they're constructed, because they always go back to the same kind of concepts of these vague ideas and that somehow government protects us. It's just government and government laws and statutes they don't protect us they are nothing but price fixes and ways to control the population. And so I want to do his short essay called Natural Law, the Science of Justice. This was a essay he wrote, at least it was published in 1882. I hate to say he's honed himself even since, I think, 1867 when he wrote No Treason, but The writing is so good. He does such a great job of editing himself. This is a very short essay. I don't even think it runs 20 pages. Definitely not a book, not even close to a book, and just such important points. You know, Spooner's not the only person who's ever written on these kinds of topics. Many, many very, very intelligent, bright-thinking people have written on these topics, but in my opinion, Spooner's just so good. You know, you have other great thinkers like Spencer's written on it, and Bastiat certainly writes some stuff on it as well. But I think Spooner's stuff is the best. Uh, now, I haven't read everybody who's written on these topics, obviously. But his stuff is really, really good, and it's really, really repressed. Like, you get these kind of jokers on constitutional, conservative, horseshit radio and media. You will know, they'll bring up guys like Bastiat. And he's really more of an economist than he is sort of a political theorist. But regardless, he's there. And you know, you have Murray Rothbard in the 20th century, who's quite a good writer and espouses a lot of these same kinds of things. And there's many, many other books out there, like I said, that have been written. But the fact that he's able to crush it down into such small, condensed areas, even though his language it is a little bit old schooly in parts, in that it's complex with a lot of commas and semicolons and stuff like that, but it's still very accessible to anybody who's attempting to read it. And this essay is so important to understand natural law because it lays the foundations for understanding what law really is. It's not about the justice and the the nonsense, the equal protection that you get from constitutional conservatives by so-called reading laws and interpreting Supreme Court opinions. That That's like the opposite of justice. And that's why those guys are such a bunch of scammers who mislead everybody and drain off everybody we need and why I'm so hard on them because they just... God, they suck so bad to me. They suck so bad. And, you know, the vast majority of the kind of local yokel jokers that they have out there, th- those guys they don't even know about Spooner. They've just lived their whole life just in a bubble, reproducing the same stupid arguments they've heard, and then, you know, screaming about the Democrats. They're not really intellectuals. They're not really interested in intellectual concepts. They're interested in making money and being on there and, just releasing a bunch of blather for several hours each day and talking about the bad, bad blue party and how we got to get the right people in and flag-waving horse shit. They're not interested in a truly intellectual pursuit. And I don't even know how many people even are. But I know this, that if the principles that I'm going to expose people to and elucidate through reading Spooner's different works were discussed in basic schooling and people were exposed to this in their so-called civics class as opposed to the brainwashing they get, this world would be a very different place, very different place. Because once you understand these kinds of concepts, once they really take hold in your psyche you can't be fooled by the government horseshit neither side of it works anymore because it's transparent nonsense and you can see that anybody who's supporting and pushing some kind of government solution to something is simply either a dupe or a knave they're either expecting to benefit from this scammery or they're too stupid to understand what the scammery is that's it there are only two camps once you understand the concepts and I hope that becomes more obvious as this series goes on. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read and comment on sort of the initial part of this essay. It kind of lays some of the stuff out and I think it's a good break point that I've chosen. So let's go ahead and start the thing. Chapter 1, The Science of Justice, Section 1. The science of mine and thine, the science of justice, is the science of all human rights of all a man's rights of person and property, of all his rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, of course, that's all true and people probably are surprised that same kind of language that you get in the Declaration of Independence is now showing up here, but it's just all about how deceptive that whole document and the Constitution teaching is because they same people who pushed natural rights, like Jefferson, then support a giant unified country and actually is president. And in fact, when he was president, he pulled off incredibly unconstitutional crap for his own benefit and those of his friends, like the Louisiana Purchase. Not to mention that he got in by scamming up the vote in the Senate or the House. I think he was in the Senate at the time, where he was actually uh, in charge of the Senate at the time. And uh, he miscounted the votes in a way that would have cost him the election, so-called. The president in 1800, which was incredibly highly contested, it took tons and tons of votes in the House. It's just everything about that whole Constitution Declaration of Independence story is just a fundamental fraud on the people, and it's the building block. So let's go on. It is the science which alone can tell any man what he can and cannot do, what he can and cannot have what he can and cannot say without infringing the rights of any other person. It is the science of peace, and the only science of peace, since it is the science which alone can tell us on what conditions mankind can live in peace or ought to live in peace with each other. And this is the kind of what we're told government does. Government keeps peace, protects us, and all this other shit. Government is a complete fraud the way it exists at this point, total, because there's no consent to any of it. So let's go on. These conditions are simply these. First, that each man shall do towards every other all that justice requires him to do. As, for example, that he shall pay his debts, that he shall return borrowed or stolen property to its owner, and that he shall make reparation for any injury he may have done to the person or property of another. Pretty basic stuff. The second condition is that each man shall abstain from doing to another anything which justice forbids him to do, as, for example, that he shall abstain from committing theft, robbery, arson, murder, or any other crime against the person or property of another. So long as these conditions are fulfilled, men are at peace and ought to remain at peace with each other. But when either of these conditions is violated, men are at war and they must necessarily remain at war until justice is re-established. And this is just, it's just basic. You know, when you're a little kid, you know, if somebody cheated you, you know it. I know it. We all know it. When you get the facts, yeah, it's pretty damn clear who's in the wrong. <laughs> it's not something you need to be instructed on. Okay? It's built into us. It's built into us. It's a part of our hard drive. And he goes on and explains justice and whether there could be justice. But this is the reality of this is why you don't need government statutes. You don't need any of them because there's no reason to add to this or to take away from this. We don't need a statute to tell us what's justice. It just doesn't make any sense. So men live at peace as long as this exists. Now, we all know there's a bunch of bad people out there who don't want to live with that. They want to take advantage, just like I read you in that Plato passage. And they use government to take advantage on a massive scale, on a scale that's completely and totally impossible without government. And, in fact, there's a great book by Oppenheimer written around the turn of the 19th to 20th century discussing how the, the basis, the foundation of all government, is basically crime their criminal operations all over the world, as how they grew up. And I may cover of that some of that book too as well in the future, but it's just obvious that government's not what we're told in order to maintain and establish and no, all this. That's not the way the governments work. Well, let's go on. Through all time, so far as history informs us, wherever mankind have attempted to live in peace with each other, both the natural instincts and the collective wisdom of the human race have acknowledged and prescribed As an indispensable condition, obedience to this one, only, universal obligation, that each should live honestly towards each other. The ancient maxim makes the sum of man's legal duty to his fellow men to be simply this, to live honestly, to hurt no one, to give everyone his due. This entire maxim is really expressed in the single words, to live honestly, since to live honestly is to hurt no one, and to give everyone his due. And that's just the case. See, all these other complications with the statute and having to read the regulation to find out what Madison said about this. and That's all horseshit. It's all bullshit. Everybody knows what's fair and what's not fair. The only reason there's much disagreement about anything that's going on at this point Is because government has so confused everybody and hidden facts and distorted facts and brainwashed people that people imagine facts to exist that don't exist and don't understand the facts that should exist and would be present in people's minds and calculations. But it's just very rare that people have much of a disagreement once they can see what the real facts are. Now they may have prejudices and they may be perfectly happy to screw one party over over another and that's fine, but they understand they're screwing them over. And this is the reality. That's how simple it really is. Now getting any kind of a system together to protect yourself is a different matter when you have this many people and that's why the systems all have to be much smaller and decentralized because the larger the system, the less effect you have on it and the more distortions and screw-ups and intentionally built in frauds and corruption that government inserts into those systems. You have a small group of people. It's usually very easy to figure out who the cheaters are. And people lived as small bands for a very long time. And as they came into larger and larger units, that's when these criminals who love government, love to set government up, set government up and use it to control the people that's the system what government exists for. It exists so a small group of people can control a large group of people under the guise of helping them, protecting them, and doing all this stupid fantasy that people have in their head about what government supposedly is. All right, so let's go on. Section 2. Man, no doubt, owes many other moral duties to his fellow men, such as to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, shelter the homeless, care for the sick, protect the defenseless, assist the weak, and enlighten the ignorant. But these are simply moral duties, of which each man must be his own judge in each particular case as to whether and how and how far he can or will perform them. But of his legal duty, that is, of his duty to live honestly towards his fellow men, his fellow men not only may judge, but for their own protection must judge. And, if need be, they may rightfully compel him to perform it. They may do this by acting singly or in concert. They may do it on the instant as the necessity arises, or deliberately and systematically, if they prefer to do so, and the exigency will admit of it. This is such an important point. This is where the government has screwed everybody up with this idea that's law, law and order, gotta follow law and order. The vast majority of laws are horseshit, I've pointed out many times. But most of what government does is in this first part of sort of so called morals which is they're, they're transferring wealth around to feed people and house them and forbidding you take drugs or gamble or wear certain things or say certain things, all utter horseshit. These are just moral and, and they're nonsense. They have nothing to do with the legal obligation. They aren't really laws. They're just made up, just made up shit to control people. And it's that fundamental misunderstanding that creates a problem because they call all these things that are bouncing around from a bill to a this to a that and then the president signs it the governor signs and now it's a law and they treat them all equally and the reason the police are such bad actors in this case is that they enforce all this crap equally as though it's all on equal footing and it's not see it's not just failing to come to a stop at a stop sign in the middle of the night when no one's around, that's really not a violation of any law. It doesn't put anybody at risk. It's utterly ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's just a nonsensical thing. And, of course, they call those a malum prohibita versus a malum in se law. And that's a distinction in the law, which, of course, is absurd on its face. The idea of a thing that's a law just because it's technically prohibited is, as opposed to the fact that it's actually a harm and a cause of, of harm to others uh, that's a distinction that shouldn't exist in the law, but it does. There's also strict liability crimes, which just turns the entire concept of a crime on its head because you're strictly liable. It doesn't make any sense. You just do the act, even if the act causes no problem at all, except for some kind of statutory made-up nonsense to government. As I've said again and again, most of these laws are the only people complaining are government itself. There isn't a victim of the crime. Government itself is the victim. If someone comes and robs you, you're entitled to go and get that back. You're entitled to go get other people and get it back. And that's what vigilanteism is. Of course, they give it a bad rap because the last thing government can have is any kind of competition. And if you say, oh, well, vigilante, can be abused. Well, the, the police system can be abused. That's an official system set up to abuse. Of course, you can lie and go get a crowd together. But if you're caught and you've lied, well, guess what? Now you probably need to swing from a tree because you're really a dangerous person. So you'll see, when I've got to get through the whole essay before you can understand how it all fits together, but I'm just showing you the morals versus the non-morals, which they call laws, and they push them all together is a huge problem. Okay, Section 3. Although it is the right of anybody and everybody, of any one man or set of men, no less than another, to repel injustice and compel justice for themselves and for all who may be wronged yet to avoid the errors that are liable to result from haste and passion and that everybody who desires it may rest secure in the assurance of protection without a resort to force. It is evidently desirable that men should associate so far as they freely and voluntarily can do so for the maintenance of justice among themselves and for mutual protection against other wrongdoers. Of course, this is the, he starts introducing the concept of what government claims it is. It is also in the highest degree desirable that they should agree upon some plan or system of judicial proceedings, which, in the trial of causes, should secure caution, deliberation, thorough investigation, and, as far as possible, freedom from every influence but the simple desire to do justice. Of course, you should. and Of course, we need some kind of system. Everyone understands you're not obligated to, but it makes sense you would have some kind of system you could agree upon to do all these things. The difference is that they tell us that that's what our system is, and our system is so far from it. I'd give it example after example in my show that shows you the practical import of how when the government, which there is no consent to, Sets up these processes and then is its own judge of whether or not any of this stuff is justice and deliberation, investigation. And then the government itself is the one who's written the laws, which aren't even actual violations of any real law. just made up things with nobody complaining but government. And then it runs the entire process and then it oversees the process and it risks nothing while doing it. Well, you've just set up a system that has no chance of working. None at all. And you don't get to agree to it. So let's go on. Yet, such associations can be rightful and desirable only insofar as they are purely voluntary. There's no doubt about that. You just can't get around that. If you don't consent to it, then any of these systems, they don't produce justice. They produce injustice. Let's go on. No man can rightfully be coerced into joining one or supporting one against his will. His own interest, his own judgment, and his own conscience alone must determine whether he will join this association or that, or whether he will join any. If he chooses to depend for the protection of his own rights solely upon himself and upon such voluntary assistance as other persons may freely offer to him when the necessity for it arises, he has a perfect right to do so. And this course would be reasonable and safe one for him to follow so long as he himself should manifest the ordinary readiness of mankind in like cases to go to the assistance and defense of injured persons and should also himself live honestly, hurt no one, and give to everyone his due. For such a man is reasonably sure of always having friends and defenders enough in case of need, whether he shall have joined any association or not. That's it. See? If, if you want to take your chances with just a group of people you know, that's great. The reason this doesn't work is because government doesn't allow you to do this. So government is a monopoly on this, and you can't opt out of government. So it is a tyranny forced on the people under the guise of helping you. Well, it, no one would accept forced help that you don't want in any other circumstance and call it help. You see that? That's the heart of the government scam. This is the heart of it right there, that it's not actually consensual. That's why I did consent so carefully. And we will do more of it with Spooner. But you can see how they go together. Without that, it doesn't work. And that's why all the constitutional conservative blather that you get all the time is just Barnum statement nonsense about voting and the Constitution somehow creating voluntary consent. And what do they do when you really back them in the corner? They tell you you can move to Somalia. Well, that's not really consent. That's a concession that the arguments they have don't work. (laughs) All right, let's go on. Certainly no man can rightfully be required to join or support an association whose protection he does not desire. (laughs) Nor can any man be reasonably or rightly expected to join or support any association whose plans or method of proceeding he does not approve, as likely to accomplish its professed purpose of maintaining justice and at the same time itself avoid doing injustice. To join or support one that would, in his opinion, be inefficient would be absurd. To join or support one that, in his opinion, would itself do injustice would be criminal, he must therefore be left the same liberty to join or not to join an association for his purpose as for any other, according as his own interest, discretion, or conscience shall dictate. Bingo. This is the problem, that they have these police and you can't get out of it, that they have this system and you can't get out of it. You can't band together and have your own system. It doesn't work. You're not allowed to. It's illegal. <laughs> not because the government system so much better but because the people are so brainwashed about this law and order insanity. It's just the law and order. In fact, Spencer's great, famous essay, small book, uh, The Right to Say No to the State, written in the 19th century, it just lays it out. That look, you can't have a real system, a system that ever purports to be doing justice. If you can't voluntarily opt out of it, just say, no thanks, you guys want to run your piece of crap government system, that's fine. (laughs) That's fine, do it. But you can't force me in. so You can't. Force me in. Okay, let's continue. An association for mutual protection against injustice is like an association for mutual protection against fire or shipwreck. And there is no more right or reason in compelling any man to join or support one of these associations against his will, his judgment, or his conscience than there is in compelling him to join or support any other whose benefits, if it offer any, he does not want, or whose purposes or methods does not approve. Period. That's it. You want to take your chances, take your chances. But see, by jamming everybody together in these huge associations, crushing everybody in these cities, by locking up all the land, so-called, in these government systems where they go in, they kill everybody who's there, and then they lock it down. Like in our country, they say, oh, it's all land now. That's it. And then all the confusion around the concept of individual liberty and rights and property and all this crap. It's all so messed up and it's confused in people's heads. They can't think clearly. And the constitutional conservatives make sure that nobody ever sorts it out because everything they do drives everybody into this gigantic governmental system that's completely and totally unworkable and unfair. Okay, Let's continue. Section 4. No objection can be made to these voluntary associations upon the ground that they would lack that knowledge of justice as a science which would be necessary to enable them to maintain justice and themselves avoid doing injustice. See this is all about the fact that well we need judges and they have to study the law and all this other crap and the mob's going to be a problem. Well bullshit, where does the judge learn it? In law school? No, that's absurd. The concept of justice is built into people and he goes over that. It just shows why this idea that the government should have some kind of monopoly on courts and all this other shit. It's just it's just bullshit. Hi, it's Legal Man. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you appreciate the unique insight and information I provide, then go over to my Patreon account for The Quash and become a member. I have bonus shows and material, early access, and it's a good place to meet like-minded people. I have people ask me all the time, what can we do, legal (laughs) man? Well, start by voting with your pocketbook. It's the only vote that really counts. Support things that tell people the truth. Getting people to understand the truth is the only solution we have to this insanity. Look, I get it. There are a lot of people who can't afford to support my show with money. But there are a lot of people who can. And if you can and you like the show, you should support it. That's what free markets look like. The people running this scam, they have unlimited funding. I don't have support of that system. In fact, I get harassed because I tell people the truth that they don't want the people to know. So we have to stick together. So go sign up. Now let's get back to the show. And he goes over that. It just shows why this idea that the government should have some kind of monopoly on courts and all this other shit. It's just, it's just bullshit. Let's continue. Honesty, justice, natural law is usually a very plain and simple matter, easily understood by common minds. Those who desire to know what it is in any particular case seldom have to go far to find it. It is true it must be learned like any other science, but it's also true that it's very easily learned. Although as illimitable in its application as the infinite relation and dealings of men with each other, it is, nevertheless, made up of a few simple elementary principles of the truth and justice of which every ordinary mind has an almost intuitive perception. And almost all men have the same perceptions of what constitutes justice or what justice requires when they understand alike the facts from which their inferences are to be drawn, which is the point I made earlier. And the reason that these things are so complicated for the Supreme Court and all the other, is because the entire structure they're trying to analyze is utter horseshit. It's got nothing to do with justice, as I've told you again and again. It has to do with having to must follow some previous scammed up opinion that got it wrong or was intentionally screwing somebody interpreting a statute that has nothing to do with justice that is itself an unjust thing to impose on anybody and that the statue itself is written in a convoluted way that makes no sense and so the idea that well you'd have to be an expert no you have to be an expert in order to intentionally interpret this statutory construction that is a complete load of shit that's just price fixes and preferences for all the government selected people that these statues all present that's all it is That's why it's just a convoluted mess. And people argue about them. They make no sense together. They say, well, that's the law. That's what was required because of the standard they used, the burden, the proof, and all the evidence that was only allowed in. They get a million extra reasons because none of that stuff has to do with justice, a truly just system. Let's go on. Men living in contact with each other and having intercourse together cannot avoid learning natural law to a very great extent, even if they would. In other words, you're going to learn it regardless. You can't even avoid learning it. The dealings of men with men, their separate possessions and their individual wants, and the disposition of every man to demand and insist upon whatever he believes to be his due, and to resent and resist all invasions of what he believes to be his rights, are continually forcing upon their minds the questions, is this act just or is it unjust? Is this thing mine or is it his? And these are questions of natural law, questions which in regard to the great mass of cases are answered alike by the human mind everywhere it's true when you're a little kid you start immediately having interactions with people because people kind of want their own stuff but they understand that's not really their stuff and most of the time those disagreements are settleable as a kid because you're either throwing a temper tantrum someone comes in and straightens it out or you get punched in the face or the guy just takes it from you it may be just it may be unjust but his point being that you learn these things by starting to operate with it as you already have this intuitive basis of what is a fair outcome and that doesn't mean that people will support a fair outcome it doesn't and people may want to do exactly as plato said which is support a very unfair outcome but that doesn't change the fact that you know what's fair you know what's fair Gone. Children learn the fundamental principles of natural law at a very early age. Thus, they very early understand that one child must not, without just cause, strike or otherwise hurt another. That one child must not assume any arbitrary control or domination over another. That one child must not, either by force, deceit, or stealth, obtain possession of anything that belongs to another. That if one child commits Any of these wrongs against another is not only the right of the injured child to resist and, if need be, punish the wrongdoer and compel him to make reparation, but that it is also the right and the moral duty moral duty of all other children and all other persons to assist the injured party in defending his rights and redressing his wrongs. These are fundamental principles of natural law, which govern the most important transactions of man with man. Yet children learn them early. Children learn them earlier than they learn that three and three are six, or five and five ten. Their childish plays even could not be carried on without a constant regard to them, and it is equally impossible for persons of any age to live together in peace on any other conditions. And this is true. This is just the way it is. You're forced to To learn just like that hot things burn you, that sharp things cut you, that water's dangerous to get in too deep unless you can swim. All these things you just pick up naturally. It's the way this system is built. Interacting with people is just the same. Animals understand it too. I don't know if anyone's seen the uh, the experiments they've got on YouTube, where they give the monkeys one gets, uh, I think, a cucumber, the other one gets something they really like, like a grape or some crap, whatever it is monkeys like. For doing the same thing, and the monkeys can see each other, and they see one as being unfairly benefited by the reward, and he starts getting upset, and he wants the fairness because it's built into all animals. It's true that the animals' associations aren't as complex, but it's very clear that the concept that you can't just come over and take something that's mine unless you're bigger than me. And if you do, it just because you're bigger than me, it doesn't make it right. And if there's somebody who's there to enforce that, then they need to come by and make sure that doesn't happen if you want to live in peace, as he described earlier. And what government pretends to do is be the arbiter of that and the person who assures you of that, when in fact, government is the opposite. It's a small group of people people who are attempting to make sure they have the best system to extract from the masses the maximum amount of injustice from the masses. And they hire this huge cadre of basically propagandists for their made-up bullshit cause called the Constitution and large government. It's just a fantasy. And they sell all the people fantasies and then they have education that they require you take from the government to learn all this horse shit. It's just... The people are so fundamentally confused because they've never understood natural law. All right, let's finish. This is the last paragraph I'm going to read now because it goes on to chapter two, which is the science of justice, and he continues it. It would be no extravagance to say that in most cases, if not in all, mankind at large, young and old, learn this natural law long before they've learned the meaning of the words by which we describe it. In truth, it would be impossible to make them understand the real meanings of the words if they did not first understand the nature of the thing itself. Such an important point. This is kind of epistemology, the understanding of what is the. how do you get understanding of words. Where does this come from? How would you know what justice is or injustice if you didn't already have that in you? Yeah, you can get the word justice, but you're not learning the concept of justice. You're not. It's there. It's already loaded into your system when you come into this world. It's just another excellent argument, in my opinion, for things like a created world. This is, this is not something that randomly pops up because it's the same in everybody. The only people who don't, everybody recognizes, is sociopaths and, and psychopaths. And those people can't see it. Narcissists who probably can see it but ignore it. But everybody sees it. It's there. You understand it before you get the word. The same way all language. You have to have the concepts in your head, some form or fashion, in order to, for the words to even make sense. Let's continue. To make them understand the meaning of the words justice and injustice before knowing the nature of the things themselves would be as impossible as it would be to make them understand the meaning of the words heat and cold, wet and dry, light and darkness, white and black, one and two, before knowing the nature of the things themselves. Men necessarily must know sentiments and ideas, no less than material things, before they can know the meaning of the words by which we describe them. I just You can't get around that. It's utterly impossible to get around this simple fact that if you don't understand these concepts, if they're not built into you, then you're not going to ever be able to have a discussion and words to apply to them. And that's an important point because people want to tell us that we're supposed to use jury instructions and all this other horse shit in order to get a verdict in a case. And his essay about trial by jury talks about the the way juries actually worked, which is they were sworn to do their conscience, which is, of course, what you want. You want justice from a jury. You don't want them to follow some law that creates injustice. That doesn't make any sense. That's not what a jury's there to do. That's what a a jury that the government sets up to do. That's what they're there to do. They're there to impose injustice under the guise of justice and keep the people confused. And that's why all the statutory horseshit that they dream up, and the essay continues and explains why all that stuff makes no sense. It can never make any sense. And it's not there to do anything except for screw the people. That's all it's there to do. So I think it's a good place to stop. I'm going to go back into it. And I'm going to cover this whole essay for sure in stages as well. I understand that most people may have heard the concept natural law. They probably don't really know it. A lot of people in here, my Patreon, they probably already do know it. But... Uh, I think it'll be helpful to flush it out for people and it's an essential concept because it fundamentally goes to the reason why all these government deals are utter horseshit and turn the concept of justice on their head as opposed to what real justice is. And that's what natural law is all about and why all this statutory stuff is garbage. And it's just a fundamental piece in addition to consent and I'm going to also do the jury trial essay I think. So the four I'm going to do at this point are going to be the no treason, this one on natural law, the one on jury trials, and the one on vices are not crimes, which just discusses the fact that moral issues are not crimes. and You can't make them into crimes. It's hopeless and it'll never work. I think those four together are really, really good. And each one of the concepts kind of relies on other concepts in uh, the other essays. And once you understood all of those together, you've got a really good base to try to explain to people what's going on and to explain all the fundamental flaws they've got in their own brainwashing that they think makes so much sense with the stupid constitutional conservative crap with my facts don't care about your feelings shit. is so confused about all the fundamentals. So confused. But I hope people enjoyed this one too. I do think the series is helpful. I'm going to eventually do them all like that together, and then I'll probably package them up into some kind of course or learning course. I may just sell that to people as well, outside of Patreon, obviously, over time. But I think that's the kind of thing that... It's a timeless course that anybody would benefit from, and that if we could get people to understand the concepts, honestly, the vast majority of the problems we have would all go away. (laughs) They would just all go away because... People would see everybody who's espousing and pushing the stupid horse shit that's out in media on both sides and every side and supporting government in all these different ways, they'd immediately see through it as the scam it is. And that's the key because it doesn't work to just change out the people. You have to fundamentally educate the people with regards to why the systems don't work and how the systems that could work would work. So... How much wood can a woodchuck chuck? chuck? (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, that's it. This show, of course, it ran over like I expected it to. No big deal. Each one of these episodes will be as long as it's necessary to cover a portion of the material with a stopping point that makes some sense. So that's where we are. So I hope everybody enjoyed that, and if you're listening to this inside Patreon, let me thank you guys for being in there and supporting me. Um, The longer it goes on, the less I want to put out in public, but I continue to do it for the reasons that I've already covered many different times. I know the people in here want me to, and I think people deserve to have a right to hear some truth, but I do thank you guys. Uh, You have a lot of integrity that you understand that when someone... Goes to trouble like I do. That that's if it's benefit to you, it's it's something that should be compensated, and I I don't see anything wrong with that. The reason I hesitate a lot about putting too much material out in the public realm is that when you give people something for free, they don't value it. (laughs) They just don't value it. They just they get used to it. They don't value and they don't give a shit about it, and they'll just go on to other free shit. And so that's that's one of the reasons, (laughs) it really is. But anyway. We're still here now. If, if someone was listening to me uh, on the public stuff, that's great. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you spread it. We need people on our side. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm legalman at US Law Overview, and I talk about these kinds of things on there. I tweet about it all the time, and I try to explain the system to people. There's no update on the movie that people don't already know. It's been pushed 60 days. As soon as that changes, if it changes, then I'll let you know. If not, then we'll plan to be shooting at the end of October, November. So I think that's it for today, and I hope you enjoyed this one. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience. Everybody have a nice night or day, wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time for Legal Man. Thanks Thank so much. I get to check your servers all the way out. More quash. More quash.